Welcome to part one of episode 26 of the Football United vs Soccer City podcast. This episode, due to its length, will be split into two parts. My sincere thanks goes out to you, the listener, who continues to support this initiative, and to the people who keep spreading the word about the podcast and social media platforms, I say thank you. It is an honour to interview people who have had an impact in many different ways on soccer slash football in the Illawarra. This episode's interviewee has a deep passion for the game, one he gained early on in life. He has been coached by a number of people who are known in the Illawarra and known throughout New South Wales and Australia. Anthony Wellborn had a great appetite for soccer, which drove him throughout his career, especially the technical side of the game. He was first coached by his father, which started a journey that would take him to the Australian Institute of Sports soccer program under Jimmy Shoulder and Ron Smith in the early 1980s. From here, Anthony played with various clubs at different levels across the local leagues, state leagues and NSL. His career stopped at a very young age, but in a short space of time, Anthony had packed in a great deal. His career had more ups than downs, and Anthony was fabulous to interview, as he was honest about his reflections on his career. His positivity is infectious, and he still loves the game and the career he has had. Thanks to Anthony and his partner for allowing me into their home, I sincerely respect their time. Please enjoy the first part to episode 26 as Anthony recalls his early years all the way up to his first year at the Australian Institute of Sports soccer program. Welcome everybody to the Football United vs Soccer City podcast. We're here in the lovely surrounds of Canahooka, and I'm here with my guest, Anthony Wellborn. Anthony, thank you very much. Uh, it's a pleasure, Travis. Thanks for having me. And um, great respect for yourself and your partner to allow me into your home. It, it's much appreciated. Yep, you're welcome, mate. So let's go to the beginning. You were born in the United Kingdom. That's right. Um, yes. and, and you came over here um, when you were about four, That's right. four years of age. Prior to coming to Australia, do you have any memories of, of uh, football in, in the United Kingdom? And, and where, where did you come from? Well, firstly, I was born in Nottingham. And yes, we immigrated in 1969. I was only four. Uh, I've got an elder sister and uh, a younger brother. And uh, when we came out, um, we were based at uh, Taraji Hostel. I'm not sure if you're aware of Yeah, just a ferry uh, meadow there near... That's right. Where Puckies is now. That's right, and we were there for a year. Um, I mean, I was only four, but obviously I still had, I can recall, um, um, actually being at that um, centre. But yeah, we we immigrated in 69, and I, uh, my first football um, reference was my my old man uh, took the... He was coach of uh, the Taraji um, or Ferry Meadow Soccer Club. Approached him, and they needed a, a, a coach, obviously at the hostel because the they had their own club That's there, right. didn't they? And um, for me, 
I just remember my mum had offered me lollies, bribed me to play <laughs> because they were short players. But I mean, I was only four, four, turning five, yep. four and a half. But um, yeah, because we're talking '69, and you were born in '65. Yeah, that's correct. So um, yeah, that was my first time kicking a soccer ball. And and do you recall um, with the Ferry Meadow Hostel Soccer Club where they played their games? Um, yes, you know. Uh, well, it's an Aussie rules field now, but okay. it's, it was across the road from the Champion okay, um, Hotel. Dal- Dalton Park That's there. right, yeah, okay. and that, they had their soccer fields there, and I, I strangely enough remember, um, you know, we were playing across there. And so y- your first involvement then is, is playing with that team, and your dad was coach. Um, do you remember any of the other players that you played, or oh, no, not not at that. I all I all I have is a reference is a, a picture of of the team, you know, yeah. and I wouldn't know any of the players there at all. But uh, it just was a brief memory for me that that's when I started to uh, kick a soccer ball. And so you spent um, was it a, a couple of years there, or a year there, or before we, you moved out to Dupto? Yeah, we. Uh, yeah, we we were there for a year until yep. um, uh, our house, a commission house, we uh, was allocated in Dapto, and we've settled there ever since. And what about um, for yourself? Even at four, you've got memories there. What were you thinking in terms of being in Australia? Was it a bit strange to you the weather, um, the culture? Oh, well. For me, my first memory of, of Australia were when my uh, uncle and aunt came and met us at the airport and we were driving down Mount Oosley yeah. and I can remember looking out the window and just seeing lights and I'm thinking, <laughs> geez, wh- where are we? It's like fairyland, you know, and that, that was my first sort of impression, yep. you know, and it was obviously it was at night. But, um, yeah, that it, it was just... I was young, mate. You know, you you wouldn't know where you, just you are. Adapt. Yeah, you do adapt. And um, obviously, at, at Taraji, uh, there was a lot of culture yep. there because it wasn't just uh, migrants from England. Yep, it was, it was all over the yeah, place. Absolutely. So that was a good, I guess, uh, uh, part of it that you mixed with various people. Yeah, that's for sure. And and we we obviously met a lot of people there from England, and we we my mum and dad actually. Uh, had some strong friendships yep. from that base, and, and we followed on through the years. You know, so um, yeah, it was it was a start that I can remember uh, only briefly. Yep. But there was there was things in in the year that that I remember uh, the presentation for the soccer presentation. My my mum and dad um, got sick; they had glandular fever, and I mean I'm only five years of age, but the actual <laughs> hall. At Taraji Hospital, yep. um, I can still remember going there for the presentation. Asian. You know, so uh, they couldn't obviously go, but um, I had someone with me. But yeah, I remember that particular. And and part. do you have any other brothers or sisters? Or I have a younger brother, name's David. Uh, he played a little bit of soccer for Dapto, but um, yeah, he was more of a not cricket. as not as keen as you. Uh, no, not really. So, so when you moved to Dapto, um, you joined Dapto Junior Soccer Club, and um, uh, you played there until you're 14 years old. Yes. What are your memories of, of Dapto Junior Soccer Club? Oh, look, I had some great memories there. Obviously, um, 
the players that I met, um, we were sort of mates all through yep. school as well. It, it was that kind of connection. But um, Dapto Soccer Club uh, was a big part of, of my starting, of really enjoying yep. and getting to know football because, um, you know, I was lucky enough my father put a lot of time in. So he continued coaching? Yes. He, even he, in, he, he adapter? He, he stepped up. Um, yeah, so that was a start. And I can remember, uh, you know, after school when I wasn't training, yep. I'd go down the field with my dad and practice. And, you know, I'm, I mean, practicing um, dribbling, yep. kicking the ball with left and right foot. That was sort of my starting point of, of really uh, honing in on skills. And, you know, I have my dad to thank for that. because. So even though um, it started your soccer journey, um, there's still a lot of um, great memories in terms of just being with your dad, in terms of him being the coach, but him going yeah, down to help you practice as well. Absolutely, mate. The, the, the time that he put in, and, and it wasn't just kicking a soccer ball. I, I can remember when and I was four and five, uh, watching, uh, it was called The Big Match. Yep. And religiously, I think it came on every two weeks, <laughs> but religiously we'd watch it together. And my yep. brother as well, he was yep. into it as well. And um, I really got uh, right into it. The passion started coming and I wanted to, and I followed Leeds United. And Leeds United, the players there... Back then, they oh, were in their heyday, really. They were, and, you know... Um, that really got me passionate, and that's sort of started. To, okay, that's what I want. That's focus, my dream. Focus. Well, you know, I wanted to be a professional. At, at that age, I that was my goal. It was in your head already. Yeah, it was already implanted. And, and what about um, where did uh, Dapto Junior Soccer Club play, and, and what were the colour of their jerseys? Uh, the the base the club was at Lakelands Oval, yep. uh, which so we lived on Robert Street, which I used to walk. To training, it was a probably about a, a five to ten minute walk to yep. to the ground. But um, we were in um, blue and yellow. Yep, that was our colours. Um, yeah, fond memories of Lakelands Oval. Played many games there. Uh, the I, I remember uh, probably Dapto Juniors was one of the strongest. As there was a few clubs. I'd say Dapto, yep. Belgowney, uh, Winuna. In in my age group, they were the leading sort Teams. of clubs that that um, you know you knew you were going to be through a good game. You know. <laughs> and, and what about um, yourself? Do you remember a couple of the teammates in that team uh, that you played with over the years at Dapto? Yeah. That. Uh, let me think. Um, well, I didn't play with, but there was. Uh, an inspiration, uh, and he was a lot older than me. I think it was three or four years, and his name was Paul Kay. Okay, and he his a father, name that a lot of people that know the game in the Illawarra know about absolutely. would know about, and, and and from the Dapto area. Yes, and very talented player, mate. And that was I remember watching a game, and it was at Lakelands Oval where where he played, and he was a midfielder, and uh, I, I can just remember just his ability and skill. And it and it was like really impressive, uh, and his father Tommy Kay was the president of Dapto Soccer Club, 
Um, but uh, yeah, he was sort of the starting point where, okay. Um, so you had a combination, you know, you had your dad helping you. Yeah. You had, you know, leads on the TV. That's right. Which wasn't as frequent as, as people have it these days. Yeah. And then you had, you know, Paul Kay there yeah. as sort of a, a couple of years ahead. That's right. Now, I had players like Tony Skender um, uh, that uh, came through the ranks with me, yep. um, Ashley Cooper. We sort of went from uh, Dapto Juniors and uh, we represented um, the Illawarra. Yep. That's when Illawarra so came So back through. then, it was not a case of you just moved to the Illawarra team. You consecutive, like you said in your timeline, you played... Well, starting at under 11s, you right. joined the the Illawarra, Illawarra yes. representative teams, and then you played with Dapto as well. So was it a Saturday? It was a Saturday and Sunday Saturday commitment. commitment. Absolutely. And so, what did you think when you know um, you're starting to get passionate about the game, and in the back of your mind, you wanted to play for Leeds? And what was it like, the feeling to make the Illawarra representative team? Uh, it it was for me. Um, Mate, it was exciting because we had to trial. Uh, we had trials to get into the... We weren't just pre-selected. Pre-selected. From, no, it was... We had to go for trials. Um, and under-11s was my start with... Yep. And there was Tony Skender. Um, there was um, Ashley Cooper. I'm just thinking off the top. Uh, Peter Rogers. Yep. Um there was another two or three that came from the... Because we obviously had a strong um, uh, team with DAPTO, and we had about four or five players that, that represented the and, Illawarra. And who was the coach? Can you remember that Illawarra team? Yes. Um, George Barlow was his name from yep. Belgowney. And, who, who played uh, state league and representative football. Fantastic man. Um, uh, very knowledgeable, and he... He was an inspiration as well because um, he brought to me uh, a little bit of professionalism, and I think obviously from his background, yeah. and and it, it resonated in, into us when we were playing because, like I say, we competed against Sydney clubs and we were travelling up uh, to Every Sydney. Every second week, yes, and and we had some really good results, you know, and. Uh, that was the start then of of the building blocks of you developing even further yes so sure. what about your position um i usually uh do it later in the interview and i'm learning not to so we you're predominantly in the midfield in these early years yes uh, and in the center or well out wide? when uh when i was 10 years of age i was playing up front yeah and the position was caught inside left yep um obviously now it's <laughs> we don't we don't actually um, refer it to inside left uh, but it's a striker uh, we had two up front and then you have your wingers so yep. it was four uh, four up front yeah that was um, so you're more of an attacking player yeah, in that sense but you still start, did your defensive work yes, as well yeah it was only uh, I'd say um, sort of when I turned 11 I went into midfield yep and when I was selected for the Illawarra team, I was playing midfield. Um, it was probably because I, uh, for me, I felt it it was just the position that I was comfortable in. I could receive the ball, 
um, and I, I always my distribution was probably the key for me because I um, I just basically I always look at, at football is I always knew what I wanted to do before yep. I received the ball oh. it's like chess you yep. know so uh, with being in that position I was lucky enough to to be able to be creative and I'd be able to split the ball defence with with my passing and um, yeah so I was more like creating the f- for the players up front and do you think um, in those early years where you were practising with your dad that you just had that ability some people can I guess be technicians of the game and technically be good but to read the game read, and reading the game do you think he helped you a little bit absolutely. there or, or was he sort of telling you down the park about different bits and pieces or did you watching the game and you just picked things up as well I think Travis uh, what helped me was watching the big match and yeah. and I'm I'm always and I've always been like that as when I was younger I, I learned by watching yep. and, visual and visual learning. Uh, it doesn't matter what, what it is, um, even off football, it was snow skiing. Yep. Um, and I, I could watch and then I could um, learn. Replicate it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I suppose by watching football on TV and, and you, you're focusing in on players and, and, their, and how they play, and, yeah, reading the game came natural to me. Uh, as well as obviously learning to kick with both feet, because a lot of players don't, you know, practice that. Still, even, even today, today they mate, they don't. Um, but uh, with having that ability to strike the ball left and right, and it didn't matter, it just know, gave you options. It, it does give you options. You so know? those, um, in those sort of like you said, you were um, you played with Dapdo until you were fourteen years old, and. And started at the under 11s, um, playing in the Illawarra representatives. Um, is there games in that Illawarra representative sort of era that you sort of can recall? Uh, that sort of a big match or or where you our big matches? A good game? Yes, our big matches was against St George yep. and Gladesville. They were the strongest, and Sutherland. Those yep. those three clubs were were the teams that you know you knew you were going to be in for it for a big game with them and um, I can remember a player in St George his name's Andrew Koska and yep. he he actually played for St George and represented Australia too but um, he was a phenomenal striker and um, there was Lenny Vile at, at Gladesville where he I actually um, ended up um, in his path a few times <laughs> in my soccer career uh, but I'll, like I say, we can go back into that later with the these kind of plays. But um, it, the competition was surprisingly um, at that age was was pretty good, mate. For for under so extremely competitive, yeah, and, absolutely. And there was like I guess boys like yourself and and others in your squad and the other teams which were hungry for competitive football. Yeah, that's right. And um, our standard surprisingly was. Uh, um, you know, we weren't just getting the ball and kicking the ball. We <laughs> were playing as a unit, and trying to play pass football. and move and playing. And that was to credit to George Barlow, you know, because the way he coached us. And I've been fortunate enough to to have been connected to a lot of really top class coaches uh, throughout my career. And um, he, you know, he was a starting point. 
and also uh, a gentleman who uh, um, I have a lot of uh, admiration and respect for, and that was Casey De Bruin. Yeah, because uh, you, that's um, when you're sort of uh, ten years of age, and many other times you. Uh, that's when you first met Casey. Yes. And then, um, can you tell us a bit about um, that first sort of interaction, and then um, him and David Lee? Um, Absolutely, I can. Charles, how yeah. you interacted with those guys? Well, uh, I was um, I attended my first coaching clinic, and it was at uh, the university in Wollongong. Yep. And I was ten years of age, and uh, that's when I, I met Casey, uh, who was actually doing the coaching sessions for a week and um, I was in awe in the sense um, I was captivated with his methods yep. and uh, even at that age I just wanted to soak it all in. So in a footballing sense he, yeah. just, spoke to, he just spoke to you and you just yep. wanted and, to listen and learn. And that's right and uh, and there was just one incident we was, was playing a, uh, I think it was about 8v8 and um, I, I received the ball from the back, and I've knocked a long ball to to oh, a striker up front. But um, I then went and supported straight away, and yep. I remember he stopped the play, and he acknowledged that movement. Yep. And just that point uh, and reference and that praise. Um, that was when it Just inspired me. Gave you uh, a good feeling in your footballing self-esteem, that, and that's right. And that, and from that point, uh, it's it was. I just wanted to learn. I just wanted to um, soak it all in. And um, yeah, that was that was. A, I can recall that moment, and I, and that stays with me today. Just that I just knocked a long ball, and I I just couldn't wait. That that was me. I yeah. was always wanted to support. Yep. You know, always wanted to be involved, and he he just made a reference to that, uh, and that was a start. Wow, you know, it, it uplifted me, and it, it stayed with me. You know? And so um, you did various things at that clinic, and then um, uh, what what was that sort of clinic called? Because you did that for a couple of years, you were saying. Yeah, that was um, I I. Don't know where it was associated uh, with how I was yep. it. Because you, you're, might playing, have been you're, in play, the paper. you're playing Adapto, you're playing with the Illawarra team, and this is a separate clinic. Absolutely. That him and David Lee are running. Yes. Um, well, this was a start of um, uh, with David Lee, who was the uh, and people would know director that he's of coaching, synonymous with coaching. Oh yes. Um, and he's been involved with a lot of uh, pros uh, yep. throughout his. Um, career in coaching so in a sense this do you think this sort of clinic um and we don't need to worry about the name but it was more about identifying players um david lee and, and casey obviously had their methods yeah. and seeing who could sort of play under their methods and that's right and uh from from that point where i obviously stood out at that coaching clinic um i was um invited to attend uh the first New South Wales coaching it was a selected coaching clinic and it was held at uh, at the YMCA which was uh, the I think it's the Illawarra 
School of Arts, now that ground. Yep, yep, just near Kira <coughs> and Wollongong High there. Yeah, well, we were dormed in the YMCA, which yep. was across the road. And, yeah, there was a place, David Skeen uh, was one of them I remember yep. uh, was there. But you're talking about Peter Kafolis, uh, there was Jimmy Patikas, the, so all some, of these. Some big names. Big names were at at this uh, coaching selected with, uh, I think it was about age from 12 to uh, 15. Yep. And they they had um, the best coaches that came and provided the the coaching. So we're talking mid-70s here, roughly. And yeah, and it was, oh, mate, it was magic, Travis, honestly, like for, for honing your skills in. And it was all run through the Federation. And David Lee was the director. Casey De Bruin, who's he's FIFA qualified, Yep. So, you know, you you had the best coaches that was probably in Australia. And like you've already said, and, and we'll talk more about other coaches, mm. but you were very lucky oh, yes. in these sort of early years. You, you're talking that, you know, um, you, you in your teens, early teens, and That's then right. already, you know, your dad obviously had good knowledge of the game, George Barlow, yes. and then Casey De Bruin, and then David Lee. And Casey's, we've spoken about some guys that even in the 90s that he influenced um to a great degree so he's obviously got an ability Casey to communicate with young people and he's obviously got the footballing coaching ability to then that's right teach people how that's to play right. the game and um, for, for me uh, it was all about techniques it was all about uh, understanding the game the principles of the game uh, I remember my first experience of, of being involved in a, a uh, and this is probably old school now, but we use grids yep. uh, to do two v ones, two v threes, and and basically you're passing, moving, yep. and and communicating. So that was all sort of new, and and I just thrived on that, you know. And it, it was just the start for me of understanding the game even more. And there was times where. Uh, they had skill tests, <coughs> excuse me, they had uh, skill tests that we were put under, 1v1s, competitions, and you, it was like a knockout system. So, you know, you, you, if you keep going, you progress yeah. till the, to the final. And, um, and I loved it because you had, uh, it was probably marked out, I don't know, say 10 by 10, yep. but you had two goals on on. On one end and two on the on other. other, so you could switch. You, you didn't just have the direction of one goal to, yep. and so you know it was fast paced. But uh, I, again, I just loved it. It was just, you know being the ability to, to dribble the ball, uh, dummy, you know, and feign one way yeah, and then go and, the other. And um, I had success with that. In fact, <laughs> I uh, I did really well with the one v ones throughout uh, the coaching clinics where I, I took it out all the time well, it's an important part of the game so mm. in in 78 year um sort of this culminated in you being selected in an under 14s yeah. um under 14s team yes um and and you played a played a tournament in Wyala in south australia yeah, that's um right. what what were your memories of, of that trip oh or even even before you go on that trip being selected well it was exciting mate because I remember uh, when we because I can't remember his name Uh, you'll have to forgive me for that but there was a scout that 
used to go around to to our little uh, rep, games. Ga- rep games, and um, I was approached. There was three others that were approached uh, by this man to go for trials. Yep, and uh, we had to trial up in Sydney, and the coach uh, that that took the under fourteens, his name was Chris James. Yep, and uh, when we 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 actually did get selected. We'd have to go up to Sydney to train and prep, prepare ourselves before tournament. the tournament. Uh, and again, it's you know just it, another level. Another level. You, you you're going through again. And so, I, are you pretty stoked to be selected in this oh, in this squad? Absolutely. And and with Illawarra, and this is the thing, Travis. Uh, a lot of good players have come f- through the ranks of yep. the junior um, ranks uh, with the club and then representing Illawarra and then moving on to state in all levels. I mean, Ray Valestro, yep. uh, you'll know with, with Wollongong um, Wolves. Um, there was Craig Baker, his yep. brother Warren Baker. Warren was in my team. Ashley Cooper was through DAPTO, Illawarra, and New South Wales. There was um, Zivko Krzysztofski, yep. uh, you know, you, well-known. Who you had a later year with the... Absolutely, yeah. Um, at Coniston Youth Coniston, Grade. But yes, and, and Macedonia. Uh, towards the end, but uh, yeah, so um, so you're training beforehand, and then and then you make an interstate trip. That's right to playing this tournament. Yeah. So, so how did you go, and and what did you think of the tournament? Uh, uh, we we were billeted out for yep. for a start, um, and uh, I met a lovely family, and they were a football fanatic family, <laughs> Liverpool, uh, and. So they came to our games anyway and watched, but uh, it was a tournament new to me. Yep. Uh, players that I've, you know, I've, I've, through the years again, I've I've clashed and, and met again and played with. But uh, we we did really well, but it was it was for a tournament. It wasn't like a knockout sort of system. Oh, okay. It was how many games you won okay. was the winner. It was that was just the way they worked it way out, it set up. and we never lost a game. We drew one, okay, and that cost us the game. That cost us winning that was the it, tournament. Winning the tournament, uh, Victoria, and again Victoria, New South Wales were the leading states uh, rivalry. Yep, uh, and, and it was the same then, um, uh, and we drew against that team. Yep, but. Uh, uh, yeah, it was it was a great experience. My first game, I received a pen. I got man of the match, and yep. um, yeah, it was it, it was a good experience. It was a um, out at Wyala, yep. which is at South Australia. Um, I was lucky enough. My family who supported me all, all through my Throughout football career, career, and uh, they used it as a holiday. They travelled there by car, and they supported me, and it was great to have them there, to have my family with me, you know. But um, it it was fond memories. I ended up uh, coming second as uh, the, in the player of the tournament. tournament. Uh, the guy that won it was from Victoria. But again, um, I mean, recognition's fine, Travis. You know, yeah. uh, that wasn't why I played football no. or anything like that. It was, it was good to be recognised. 
Um, but I just had such passion about playing. Well, like I said, this is an audio format, but you can tell just by the look in your face, you know, even the, the passion of uh, recalling these stories that you you definitely had a deep passion and just, a, I guess, an appetite to learn oh, yes. and want to improve yourself. That's right. So you then, um, you know, you're playing this representative football and then um, at the end of the 70s or early in the 80s, you, you then had a, a year um, sort of out of this representative system and then you... Um, you, you played with Coniston, who, oh. who who were a strong team at that point in time yes. in the Premier League. So how did how did that come about? Um, how I recall it, uh, my well, he's not a neighbour, but the house next to me, is, uh, yep. a name that is well recognised in Illawarra, yep. and he's like a brother to me. His name's Phil Matthias. Yep. Um, we were both approached by Robert Fryer. I can't recall how I got to to be in that position yep. to to go to the club, but uh, obviously he's he might must have known my uh, what you'd done ec- and yeah and, through and where you'd been through through the Illawarra representatives, and he wanted me in the into the club in the youth level. So because at the start of that that season, I think it was the eighty season or. About there, you're only 15. Uh, well, I'm not even 15, mate. I yeah. was 14. I, I was still, I was coming up to yeah. 15. But, but um, you're of a young age. Here. Oh, yes. Uh, you know, and... And I think even at that time, it was still still an age difference because you played a lot of that year in, and we'll get to that in a minute, youth grade, and you played a little bit elsewhere, but it was under 18, so there was a bit of an age difference there as well. And, and the thing was, and it, it, it sort of... For me, it, it's followed me anyway, uh, and we'll go back to the the invitational coaching clinics. Yep. Um, I ended up going a few years up above yep. on my level um, because Casey come to me and David Lee. They said that I wasn't really benefiting in my age, yep. uh, where I'd, Not being I I needed enough. that challenge needed to be a bit more. So they put me up to the 15s when I was, uh, I think, two years. Up I was 13 when I went up to the 15s, you know, but... So you'd already had a, a that was my two or three years yeah, of being like, in age groups above yes. you, handling, playing yeah. against bigger guys and, right. and whatnot. So the club with Coniston, um, my coach was Jerry Walker. Yep. And, and both um, uh, Robert or Bob Fryer and, and Jerry had played in the Federation absolutely. days and... and Played back over in the UK as well. Professionally, yes. So they were very good footballers. That's right. And um, we were based at uh, our training ground was at Gladstone Avenue. Yep, I think it's now McKinnon Oval or something like <laughs> yeah. that. So it's a pretty tight space. It is a very tight space, mate. But uh, my first impressions was, oh, it was great. You know, yep. I'm starting a club now, yep. where it's and and would you then play at JJ Kelly? Or would you yes, we were at JJ Kelly. So pl- train at McKinnon, play JJ Kelly. That's right. And were Coniston white and red then, or, uh, white or and red. pretty much all white and a bit of trimming That's of right. red? That's right. Yes. And um, so you're there, and you're there as I guess a youth grader potentially playing in a bit of first or reserve. So yeah, it sort of came about where I was progressing in the youth, and um, then. 
I went to the reserve grade side. So I was yep. building up in that year. And and, and how was Jerry Jerry Walker as a coach? Because then he went on to well, he was, have success as a coach elsewhere in well, right. in the Illawarra. Well, but well, how Jerry was he? Was in coach? the first team as well as playing. So so there was um, Jerry was in midfield. Yep. But uh, yeah, it was. Um, how I progressed into the first team, I can't really, I, I can't recall it. Yep. But it was a progression that I earned. Yep. Obviously through, through the year, through the youth, and then reserve grade, we were going really well, and then there was injuries, and because I I was going really well, Robert Fry gave me, he believed in me, and to have some, you know, belief of putting a fifteen-year-old into first grade. I, you know, I have a lot of respect for, for and that. Because you know. I had a had a playing list of Coniston in that year, and then even in the youth grade, you know, you had some some quality players like Zoran Todorovsky, Lucho Karabaleski, yes, Peter Kotomanides, yeah. um, James Morris, Lucho Nomoski, and and Zivko, Mario, Zivko, Zivko. Mario Perossa yes. as well that you mentioned. Yes. And then in the first grade team, you know, Vasco Tolevsky, Robert Fryer. Mark Vinton, yeah, Brian um, Dodd, Brian Dodd, Ron Vandervoort, and we'll get you to tell that story in a minute. Um, Ian Serson, Jerry, like you spoke about, yeah. um, Phil Matthias, yeah. David Fleming, Peter Bragg. So we're talking that you're training with, even in your youth grade, some very good players yeah, well, that went on right. to do some very good things like yourself. But then the first graders were a very strong team. So do it you... must have been impressive in oh. terms of when you train with quality and, and you can speak to that. You become better, don't you? The training's always For competitive, me, and you you can't beat experience. And when you're um, put into a position where you're playing with these players, um, it rubs off, and you know that experience then comes to you, and yeah, you learn. And like I was playing against uh, players that were, you know, probably twice my age at that time, you know. And I wasn't sort of physically, as you can imagine, I wasn't physically up to them, but mentally and skillfully, um, I was was up to it. I had a lot to offer. And uh, that was obviously through my upbringing with Casey uh, and my background with with the the coaching clinics. Yeah. It was all probably part of a learning process for me but um i just i was lucky that i had support through phil matthias and i we were like brothers and i I remember when we were growing up because at the street we'd be kicking a ball every day travis you know a a soccer ball was at our feet all the time and um him and i we we sort of learned together was there well. a slight, uh, slight age difference there? Was yes, he a, a couple years, years older? Yeah, two years yep. older than me. But um, we sort of progressed in our football together. together. So from from Coniston, and we went to the Wolves, etc. So uh, going back to you had in your timeline um, uh, scoring your first goal against <laughs> Coromel. Tell us a bit about uh, that. That uh, uh, and it, I forgot a name here, and it's it's Ron. Ron Vandervoort. That's right. So um, tell us about how that goal came about, because you can still recall it. I can recall it, mate. It's, uh, for me, 
And this is your first goal in this first grade in first Prem- Illawarra Premier League? Yeah, that's right. So you can imagine, um, for me, it was just it was just magic, mate. I, I can remember it was just the timing of everything. Yep. I remember Ronnie going down the sideline and um, I just followed up into the, into the middle. After giving him the ball? Yep, and I, I went... And this was uh, outside the 18-yard box too. Uh, and he crossed it over. And I, for some reason, you know, it's that moment, mate. You yep. you just know that all your technique... It, I just knew that what I wanted to do and it all came at that time. Yep. So I, I out-jumped. And you can imagine, like I'm I'm four, five foot three or whatever. Yep. And I out-jumped this defender. And full flight, I've directed it on the 18-yard box, and I've headed it into the top left-hand corner, and I was like, I, I was overwhelmed, mate. I just knew that it, that was for me. I just, it just came to me. Yep. It just, that moment, I, I would love to have seen it in actual, yeah, yeah. in camera side, but in my, had, mi- in my mind, had mobile phones back then. That's right, mate. <laughs> but in my mind, I can still see it today. Yep. And all the players come up to me and they're, they're picking me up. And I, I couldn't celebrate. I was just like, I think I was overwhelmed, mate. Yeah. It was just an overwhelming experience. So so how was, um, how was uh, Robert Fryer as a coach? Very professional. Yep. Um, and again, when I, when I say that, and it resonates after him, we, after each game... So structured sessions. Everything was structured. Um, uh, all the... All the pl- we was like a family. Yep. It, we, the environment was family orientated, and I can remember after each game we'd go, uh, and it used to be called Cleo's. Yep. Uh, but before Cleo's, it was the Illawarra Lees Club. Yep. And Salvation Army's got it now, I think. Yeah. But after each game, we'd go back to the club, and all, all the all the like youth reserve. All great. So we got us all together, and that probably. Uh, to me, if you've got that environment, it gives success into a club. Yeah, definitely. And and you know, with Robert Fry, it was all professional that way. And and what about um, you know, we've talked about most of the year. Initially, were your parents um, a bit apprehensive about this, but due to your age or because Phil was there, that sort of helped a lot. Yes, with. Well, Phil and I obviously together. Yes, because uh, they would have known of him and yes, and been aware. Yeah. Um, no, I, I think that obviously they they were proud that you know I, I've actually got through to to where I did with yep. with Coniston at such an early age, um, and I remember mum and mum and dad you, they never missed a game, mate. You know, yep. so so they were always there supporting. They were always supporting, um, and I was I was very lucky that way to have that support behind me um, to to keep following and to yep. to keep pushing. Uh, so at the end of that year, you um, you then um, uh, made the under nineteen Illawarra team, yeah. coached by Casey. Yes. Um, and then from there, you were selected in the Wollongong Wolves youth team. That's right. So so um, this under nineteen Illawarra team was it good again to catch catch up and be coached by Casey. Yes. Um, and see, for me. And that was like a team pick from the best the best players from the Illawarra Premier League. Or that's right. Yeah. Yes. 
and for me uh it was another stepping stone again because yep. obviously i'm i'm still 15 16 yep. i was 15 and being selected for the illawarra under 19s uh yeah it was it was it was just another stepping stone and experience and sort of recognition of the year that you'd had yes that's at right coniston yes definitely and um, what about the the wollongong wolves youth team um uh, coached by richard richard evans well i can remember so how did that come about well i was can there remember selection like trials yes. and, and whatnot yeah i can remember when the wolves uh was invited to play in the Phillips League, it was the Phillips Soccer League, soccer yep. league uh, which was a big thing for 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 Wollongong and, yeah. and Illawarra at that time. Because we'd had a sort of, I guess, a hiatus there of the Federation days were over. I think the last club was Wollongong City, who sort of were a merge of yes. Balgiani and Safeway. And well, Safeway and South Coast United was yeah. was probably the link to Sydney at that yeah. time, weren't they? So that had gone for a couple of years. Yes. So this was Wollongong back on a sort of national stage yeah and it, it was promoted well because yep. our home ground was obviously the wind stadium which it's yep. it's evolved so much now yeah, it was a dog track back then <laughs> <laughs> we, we would play the old stadium but um that was our home ground so uh, for you this was another sort of opportunity to not just make a team but uh, to be part of something yes that's right and for me you're playing playing in in that level as well uh and um it, it was a youth team but we were playing against sydney clubs marconi yep. sydney city uh we'd go down to canberra because uh, canberra was in and as far north as newcastle so they were long trips but yep. you know it was exciting it, it was an so when you made that wolves youth team um it must have been a great feeling yeah it was. and it, obviously uh, coniston were fine that you'd sort of you know you yeah. had a good year with them, but following on from that, you That's know, you've right. got to take these opportunities, don't you? Yeah. Well, a lot of Illawarra players came through the ranks yep. to, to Wollongong youth team. Uh, Ray Valestra, who ended up yep. playing um, first grade. Um, Peter Cotamanitis yep. was another. Uh, and there were some talented players, Travis, uh, through the junior ranks. So we were competitive. And and how did you go that year yourself under under Richard Evans? Were you sort of um, well? I remember were you in the starting, midfield, or yes, I remember st- uh, my first experience uh, when they selected a man. Uh, his name was Ken Morton, and he was the uh, the coach, the first grade coach. They approached him from Tasmania. Apparently, he had a name from down there. Yep. Uh, anyway, um, and I remember being selected. For uh, pre-season training uh, and it was at uh, Narrabeen Fitness Camp Yep. and there was a few of us excuse me Ray Jock Milando myself um, young younger players being involved with and the, the first grade that's squad. right and the first grade squad was they were buying players from from the UK yeah uh, Chris Don Levy fantastic man uh, I can't speak highly of Chris he he was a big influence for and me. The other ones you listed there, the likes of Peter Willis and yes, Clyde Peter. Walker. That's right. You know, um, I think even John Fleming. Yeah, uh, Glenn know. Fontana was a a, a local. A local. Uh, we had some places. So select- it must have been a good buzz as well. That uh, oh yes, been in the youth squad, great. But then to be part of the preseason with oh, the first team, it was magic. Um, it was a week at at this fitness center, 
and um, you know you learn in your craft again. So yep. it's, it was a, for me to be invited and to being that, around full time professionals. Yep, just to be invited uh, to go to that was just amazing, you know. And uh, yeah, so we trained basically we trained twice a day uh, in the preseason there and getting to know the the UK players and yep. these are ex professionals or yeah, they, perfect, they I had wouldn't very, say ex but they were they had good careers over that's there that's right and so again you were getting um i don't know you were getting rubbed off yep. with, with uh, these players and, and playing with their experiences yeah, and knowledge yeah it's great but um yeah so from when Ken started with the club uh, <clears throat> um, I uh, was coached by Richard Evans, which um, he's known as Dick Evans. Yep, Dick Evans, yep. uh, great character. Yep. Um, I remember Richard from Dapto. Okay. Uh, so when I when I was young, being ball boy for, <laughs> <laughs> for the first grade side, that's where I sort of knew this. Knew of him. Yeah. And. Um, yeah, so when he was selected to to coach the team, it, it was it was fantastic. And we had a good bunch of lads, you know. Um, I can't remember how well we went. Uh, I have got the memorabilia yeah, that yeah. I could refer to, um, but it was just a, an, another stepping stone, mate, for me. And 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 you said in your timeline there, um, like I said, the the work that you put in and the support that you got from your family, um, you know, each, each one of these sort of bits of your career were starting to add up in that sense because you you, you got a, a, an application for a scholarship oh, yes. at the Australian Institute of Sport. And so I guess now in hindsight, we know what the AIS has done, but this was a new program at the time. Um, and so you took it home, spoke to your parents, but did you did you know what it meant then? Because I didn't because know. Because it that, was... Well, Travis, I didn't know the extent of it. I can remember... I went to Canberra High School, yep. and uh, I had a love for sport, mate. Yep. And I loved PE, and I always succeeded in 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 playing different sports, physical because, activities. Yeah, just love love sport in general. Yep. So it didn't matter if it was basketball, li- league, soccer. I just loved gymnast, ev- everything, water polo. It was just any kind of sport. I just loved, and I, I wanted to learn, and I just wanted to get involved. And the PE teacher, um, he just handed me this brochure. I didn't know what it was, really. Um, um, I, I've actually got it here. I'll show it to you later. But uh, I took it home to mum and dad, and I said, uh, look, dad, this is an application for the AIS. We didn't know AIS, what it yeah, was. Yeah. We read it. And um, anyway, I put an application in, Obviously, my background with being selected for the uh, the Wolves team. Invita- well, the Invitational Coaching Clinic started okay. because a lot of uh, the coaches there, I, I gained a lot of respect from them. You know, yep. Casey obviously pushed me as well, but David Lee, there was Eric Worthington. Okay, um, that was my sort of portfolio that I could put in. For this application, and, and do get there. And do you think um, sometimes when you're at that level, um, you know, kids are driven, but you sort of demonstrated your willingness to to listen and learn, yeah. and that was sort of part of, I guess, their respect for you. Yes, 
definitely. And um, obviously they saw the potential. They knew my commitment and dedication that I had. Um, but how it came about, I uh, was obviously moving to Wollongong Wolves, yep. playing in higher levels. Yep. Um, my progression was, was known around. And um, a name, the, the coach that, that was selected for that Australian Institute of Sport was the name of Jimmy Shoulder. Yep, who who had coached the Socceroos, I think, 76 he to 78. Involved, yes, you know. and a professional from um, back in England. UK, uh, yep. yep. Uh, he, he was based at um, Sunderland. Yep. Um, but I remember we played against the AIS when I was with the youth team. Yep. And uh, after the game, I didn't know whether I was being assessed in that sense but uh, I did get sort of the word that you know um, my application was getting looked at and so you had sent it in yes sort of you know you knew you might have to move and that's right and whatnot and so your parents are keen on it you're keen on it but you continued with your football with the Wolves well after the game um, I remember Jimmy coming up to me and uh he basically said it there and then that, you know, he wanted me as part of his squad. Yep. Um, and, you know, at that stage there, you know, I was just elated. Yeah, it, definitely. It was just, for me, to have a man come up to me in his stature as well, yep. uh, offer me a, a scholarship at the AIS uh, was brilliant. And I can remember at that point, it was halfway through the year, I think it was uh, halfway through the season with the Wolves. Wolves. And it was only my first season with Wollongong. Mm-hmm. So, yep. uh, yeah, it was... So you had to make a choice of whether yeah. you, you took the scholarship or, or you continued or with, with the Wolves. The Wolves. Um, and really, mate, I, I didn't think twice in the end. It was yep. just, an, for me... It had was, to take that opportunity. Yeah. And uh, I had... Uh, four weeks before I actually went into to Canberra, and before that time, um, I was co- I was coaching myself. I <laughs> don't know how I did all this, but <laughs> I, I was coaching an under twelve Dapto. I uh, was and I was playing, um, but after I'd finished coaching the boys, Casey would um, come down meet me at Late Lanes Oval, yeah. and he'd spend some one on one time with me. Um, which was fantastic. So there's a, uh, sorry to interrupt, but there's a consistent pattern here. There's a couple of other blokes that I've um, spoken to on the podcast, and this was even in the in the 90s. But, you know, Casey was doing extra work with a lot of junior talent, and it's not just the 90s, it's the 80s here, you know, and, and I, I don't know his movements in the 2000s or 2010, but he obviously has um, a commitment to junior development, and and to do that extra work with you, knowing that this I'd will hold say, you in good stead with the AIS, it says a lot about him as well, doesn't it? Yes, I'd say for for Illawarra, we were lucky to have um, uh, have him yep. uh, around developing youth players because uh, his knowledge and ability to um, to nurture and, yep. and teach uh, players like myself 
So you were sort of uh, in pretty good nick going down to the AOS. Yes, he was just wanted wanted to hone me in yep. before I got in there, and I was working on, and I can remember outside the foot, inside the foot, yep. knocking, uh, being from midfield, I'd be receiving balls and then doing, uh, knock, he'd make movements up front yep. and I'd have to find him. Find him. Uh, and this was all repetition. Yep. And and see, and I've I've always been a, a believer of repetition in any that sort of ten thousand hours approach in that sense. It's like that a gol- golfer, yep. you know, you're hitting a thousand balls. Yep. You know, you know which club you're going to use. You know yep. how far you're going to hit. It's the same in in this aspect with football. Same with your body. You know, if you're striking the ball continuously, you know, you can see David Beckham. I mean, he he's just a fine example, probably the best example. Yeah. And it and it progresses with even top messy and so on but these players don't just it doesn't just it they you have a natural ability but you've still got but, to practice but you've got to practice and and that repetition and then you you see it and that's why that they have that class so you you're there you you get into canberra um you know where do you what do you where are your digs where do you live and well and, this and was what about what about that transition before we talk about the football involved um, you would have been excited, but where were you living? And, and then what is the program? What is it about in terms of okay. when you train and what you do? Well, well, with the start, because obviously in 81 was the, the starting point. Yep. Um, and the facilities was only new as well, Travis. They, only had, they had a the Bruce Stadium yep. <coughs> for track and field and soccer and, and whatnot. They had the indoor sports centre, okay. which was for your basketball, um, netball, all the, um, the other programs that yes, the AOS had. That's right. Um, and for me, just turning up and seeing the facilities to start with, I was in awe. Yeah, and definitely. this was only the, the it was in infant. Yeah, side, it's in its infancy right? here. I mean, as today, you see it now, it's completely evolved. But still, at the time, it was impressive nonetheless. Absolutely. In 1981, it, it, it was, I mean, Bruce, Bruce Stadium alone, and that was going to be my home ground, you know, and I'm thinking, wow. This is all, it's happened fast. Yeah. But obviously I've worked hard to yeah, get to that, that stage. But uh, I remember meeting Jimmy Shoulder at the indoor centre yep. to be inducted. And, um, yeah, he was showing me the facilities. <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> wow, this is can't amazing. Get, can't get enough of it. Yeah. Uh, then our, where I, I was living was in the ANU because at that okay. time our... The sports, uh, a lot of the the other sporting groups, and like for people swimming. that don't know, the Australian National University. That's correct. Yep. yep. And I'm talking like uh, the swimming. Yep. Um, the tennis, and these players like Pat Cash. He was there. I remember meeting Pat. Um, and you've got loose loose uh, the swimming. Uh, Curry Kenny. Yeah, Lisa Curry. Lisa Kenny. Curry. That's it. Uh, and like these were all well so known people in the other AS programs, or and they're well known sort of on campus at the sp- ANU sporting athletes. You know, they're, yeah, they're top of the line, and and I'm I'm sort of a new and meeting these kind of people is is absolutely amazing. But we were we were based in ANU, and I was at John Twenty Third College. The soccer, the swimming, and the gymnast were all in in John Twenty Third. Uh, we not all the soccer was together okay there was other uh because it was in its infancy um 
there was in in the soccer team there was three probably ANUs and we okay. were split into these colleges in dorms where they could fit everyone. Yeah, yeah. basically, it was just so rushed. Uh, and I came into it in June, which it was started probably I think it was started in March. Okay. Right, so it was it was all sort of really quick, and um, yeah, I remember meeting um, two players from from AIS that that I was in John Twenty Third. There was only three of us at this okay. college, and it was uh, Frank Ferroni, which um, he ended up playing for Australia. But this was before Frank, Frank. Farina. This yep. is, uh, and he he was from Western Australia. Yep. Uh, Michael McLaughlin. Yep. Who I believe to this day, uh, and this is no disrespect to Frank Farina, who, but who played in at Blacktown yes, in NSL with you yeah, later on in as but well. I classed him as probably uh, one of the best players I, I've played with yep. um, in my time, and he, uh, how he didn't go to professional, well, I just really thought high of him. Yep. Um, so there's you three. Yeah, in we your were part of the in, in the dorm and. Uh, yeah, so uh, when I met them, um, it was it was during the evening I met them because I, I sort of went with Jimmy, Did you saw the induction, and then came to college and then uh, met the uh, maitre d', whoever yep. was uh, in control of John 23rd. Uh, she showed me around, showed me around my room and where we, we had our meals. And then I met Michael and Frank, and they were brilliant. Because obviously, you know, you, I'm young, I'm a bit nervous, you yeah, know, yeah. it's all new. Meeting new people yeah, as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm moving away from home. home. Um, I've had to say goodbye to my family, <laughs> you know, they've gone. So it was, they made it easier for me. Yeah. And we clicked straight away. And um, it was it was like that with AIS though, because obviously um, we're all from around Australia and, and we're all sort of met. And, and, and we're with each other like this. Yeah, and we're, we're 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 basically there for a whole year. We train in the morning, and we train at night. And if you if you're not working, if the older boys had jobs, yeah, we were at, at college or or high school. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I have some fantastic memories of of the institute. Yeah. Uh, for me, um, I met some amazing people. And played with some fantastic players. So you talk about the training. You know, you're training twice a day. You're still studying, or That's whatever right. the forms were, or working. But what were? Um, did you end up? You were part of the NSL in the in the yeah, youth so comp, was happened? it? Or the, the whole system? Or Travis. you played some different tournaments or whatnot? Yeah. Well, so what happened the, uh, with AIS? Obviously, I was playing against them. When I first started, oh, yeah, yeah. they were they were in uh, the the youth the national team, in. yeah, uh, competition. Sorry, so I actually played against a team that I ended up being a part of, <laughs> uh, and this is players like uh, Oscar Crino. Yeah. I don't know if you know Oscar Crino. Uh, was an Argentine. Oh, mate, Brilliant. played with South Melbourne, Footscray, just phenomenal. Preston Macedonia. Yeah. But just the presence of him, Travis, for me, I mean, this guy's six foot four and um, he was just a pure athlete. You could yeah. see he's a footballer, you know. Um, and to be able to be training with him and, you know, 
you're you're getting rubbed off again yeah. in in that way of, of experienced players. So the camaraderie was there. Yeah. It wasn't a sort of no. It was brilliant competition. You were training to I guess play together and then further yourselves. That's right. Well, um, our sort of program was uh, twice a day. We'd have to get up at six thirty in the morning. You can, met, you can imagine Canberra yeah. in the winter <laughs> at six thirty in the morning. <laughs> I, I to, feel the cold time. So <laughs> I'm shivering now. Oh, but four days a week, so it was full, like we were prof- playing. Uh, we were like professionals. So that structure for you must have been brilliant because oh, it, 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 through those stepping stones yes. so far in your career, so you here just I am. had that insatiable appetite to want yeah. to learn and and practice. And so uh, in the morning we'd go to the indoor center. Yep, and Jimmy would have different programs that we'd have was it just jimmy or was there a couple other assistants or? Uh, jimmy was the only one yep. in 81 um but we'd have excuse me we'd have um uh there was gym that we'd have do our full workout in the gym yep. uh during we'd have a program during the week but we'd be in the gym at least once or twice in that that uh four days and then we'd do all of our um oh, it, it it's it was just indoor work, and you yeah. can imagine. I don't know. If, with indoor soccer, you it's a different kind of fitness. Yeah, definitely. Um, and and closer skills and yeah, needed. yeah, absolutely. And um, we we trained in the morning. Um, then we'd go back to our dorms, have our breakfast, then off to school. Yeah. And then from school, we'd all. Um, well, a couple of lads had cars. Yeah. And I can remember um, my first experience when I went to Lynham High School <laughs> and uh, the boys come to pick me up and they'd always make... <laughs> you'd know they're coming. <laughs> I'd be out of the front going, oh, no. <laughs> they are again, you know. They'd always, you know, make a scene that way. But uh, they'd come and pick me up from the high school and we'd go straight to training. And we'd train up the top of the grounds. Now, yeah. it, again, now it's all changed. There's another... Uh, Athletics track and yep. and stadium up the top. There's two at Bruce. Well, that was just training grounds up the top there. That was where we trained at night. Um, again, it was it was so professional. And during that that year, I think I was only there for four, six weeks. And um, well, I knew when I was getting inducted because Jimmy came to us and said, "Ah, oh, look." Just on the icing on the cake, after I've shown you all of these facilities, in six weeks we're off to England for a four-week tour. Oh, wow. I was like... And you, you didn't know this prior. I didn't know. He mate. just told he you. He just put that... And I, I, was, wow. I remember I was in the car with mum and dad, you know, and because my parents were with me. I looked at dad and I'm like, you know, this is just a it's dream just to crazy. me, mate. It's just all, all coming together. And I was blown away, absolutely blown away. I was so excited. Um, but uh, looking forward to it. I was really looking forward to it. And, and this was, I've, I've only just got there, basically. <laughs> My first game uh, was against Sydney City, um, and the lads didn't know me. Oh, didn't know the lads, you know. So, yeah. And um, I I scored a goal. I scored the winner, actually. It was just through a corner, and I, I, I actually, I was named, my nickname was called Flea. Okay. And I haven't mentioned this, but uh, all of us had nicknames, and it evolved through. Obviously, 
our different interactions you had yeah, during training I mean, in, the, in the dorms. Uh, Alan Rees, he's Chinese, so yep. we call him China. Yep. We had Malcolm Tuttle, which uh, he was the oldest. We call him old man. <laughs> we had uh, Paul Turner, which was a hair. He had hair everywhere. We call him wild man. <laughs> right. So uh, Chris Hummel, he was German. We call him sauerkraut. Yep. So you know we all had the. So I didn't have one yet. Okay. All right. So anyway. Um, Alan Rees uh, came up to me and he nicknamed me Flea. <laughs> and the reason he nicknamed me Flea, and this came, uh, stay with me, Travis, all yeah. through my soccer. Um, I was everywhere, you know. I, yeah. I just had to be involved and, you know, I was sniffing around the box or whatever, you know. Yeah. So that was that's where Flea came. So sort of nice sort of banter. Banter. And, and just sort of... yeah what normal sort of team dynamics are. That's right. So, yeah, so I can remember uh, scoring my first goal, my first game, you know, and it it, it was good for me yep. just so I knew that it's this was all right. And in a footballing sense, endeared you to your teammates as well, that yeah. you could be part of the team. You know, I'm, I'm not some dude from nowhere that, just you know. Just not a number. Just, yeah. yeah, so that was, that first game... Sort of settled me in. Yep. If you can say that. But. Um, and what about um, Jimmy as a coach, Jimmy Shoulder? Uh, um, again, how lucky I've been um, having uh, influence from from Casey, Jimmy Shoulder, these. David Lee, David, George Barlow, yeah. your dad. You know, technically. Even Robert Fryer and Jerry Walker. You can imagine, like, Getting all that fed to you, yep. as I have at a, in my at a young age, at a well. young age, and it, it stays with me today. I, I mean, I look back now and think how lucky I was in one way, yep. but I also am very humble and grateful that I've had the opportunity, yep, and the support, mate. You know, uh, I know I refer. Well, I'm guessing you know here it's it's hard. You know you got your family and and they would have sacrificed a lot to to get you to that point. Yeah, sorry, mate. Um, it's all good. It's all good. My, my, my dad. He he was he was. You know, He's passed away, mate, but I hold him so much uh, to how I evolved through soccer. Well, you can tell just now by your reaction in terms of um, how you feel and, and just retelling that, um, you know, you weren't just doing it for yourself, you are doing it for your family as well. Well... Because of what they'd the given is, to you and sacrificed. The thing is, mate... Um, from four years of age, um, watching the big match and that it was, it was my connection with, him. and this man was my blood father, Travis. Um, he adopted myself and my sister. My brother's obviously from, yeah. from, but he's my brother, you know. And uh, he loved us all, and the time he gave, very generous. Uh, and I, I just an example, um, when I was a bit homesick and that. Dad used to work in the mines, and he worked at Dark's Forest. And I can remember uh, 
times many. You'd finish afternoon shift at 8 o'clock on a Friday, drive all the way to Canberra. And this time, I mean, the roads aren't like they are today. Yeah, it was yeah. a four and a half. Four, and the cost four back hour then would have been... Absolutely, mate. And he'd come and pick me up on a Friday. Um, Friday night, he'd have a, a couple of hours with me and we'd leave at 11 o'clock at night. And he's old Valiant. <laughs> um, and just so I could come and have a weekend with a weekend the family. Weekend with the you family. Know? And then on the Monday, he'd drive me all the way uh, back to back. Canberra. You know, so that's... So it wasn't just your dedication, no. it was the family's dedication Absolutely. to, to yeah. your passion as and, well. And, you know, obviously my sister, my brother's support, I was lucky. And my brother uh, would come and stay with me on the weekends. So he'd get to know all the lads, you know. And it was good f- f- for me and f- for him yeah, growing up. But, um, yeah, to this day, how I sort of got to where I got. It's not just by yourself. No. I mean, I had the dedication. I wanted to be there, but I was lucky enough to have that support. And a lot of, a lot of people don't, people get, don't get that chance, man. You know, so I respected that. And that's what I like um, about this podcast is that we can talk about the football, the soccer, and the people and whatnot. But we also give recognition yeah. to the people behind the scenes, and and they mean so much to to all of us. So I think that's special as well. Uh, what about? The trip to England, oh, you well, know, like he, I, he springs it on you there. Can I just? Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I was. I've just got to get this because this is a big part of mine. He's just gone off to to pick up a, a sort of uh, a little uh, little diary here, and and this is his diary of um, his time in England. So, what mum and dad did? They gave me a diary, so if I wanted to document anything yep. to, uh, to to keep with me for obviously today yep. I'm sharing it with you guys but uh, I can remember <coughs> getting a send off before I went to the AIS yep. and um, and this is they held a, a function for me a farewell function at Dapto Leagues Club yep and I had guests like Robert Fry came Casey De Bruin Ronnie Vandervoort I had uh, basically a lot of the players from Coniston. I had um, mates from school. I had uh, family f- and mates from the Wolves that yep. would come. So uh, it would uh, R- Richard Evans. Um, so I had uh, sort of a send off, which was before you went. Mate, it was magic for me, you know. Um, and that was a start. That was uh, the twenty fifth of June. Um, Sorry, that was the fifteenth of June. I had that the send off. Yep. Yep. So uh, anyway, from from my start at, at the AIS was uh, where are we? Um, was the 29th of June is okay. when I went to AIS, and uh, what we've just explained and talked about, I've documented before I went to <laughs> to um, to England. I didn't go to to the UK until the seventeenth of August, wow. and the start was uh, so pretty. You know, like you said, four to six weeks after. Yeah, it, it joining was, this. It was that great quick. opportunity. You then in the United Kingdom. Yeah, so obviously there we were met at the airport uh, by um, Eric Worthington, the director of yep. the Federation of Coaching, 
Who'd um, you had you'd had some interaction like absolutely. I said before. Yes. So um, yeah, when we went over there, uh, we were based in Durham. Okay. And Durham was where uh, Jimmy Shoulder grew up. Okay. And so he knew the area. Absolutely. And um, I just met an amazing man there uh, who was a big influence on Craig Johnson. Okay. Now, uh, his name was George Waddle. Um, and our first week there, we, we were introduced to, to George and we was put through a training uh, session with him and then we, we ended up going a few times to his centre. But I'll, I'll just so he was sort of like a coach in a sense over there, and Jimmy had connections, and he was helping train you guys. That's right. Now um, I remember I just something I've wrote down. So we had a four-hour bus trip to Durham. Yep. Where we were staying for three weeks and three days. Then we moved to London for our last um, three Part days. Of the tour. Yes. So anyway, um, Jimmy got us together. Uh, we went for a walk around Durham till tea time. Uh, then our routine schedule started where uh, we trained once a day at 10am and finished at 12pm. Then Friday morning we went to Durham University where we met George. Yep. Um, he took us for a session. George was 62 and he's played uh, in the professional sides and he's also was a, a, a manager of the under-21s England team. Um, he first trained Craig Johnson and pushed him through as a 15-year-old. Oh, wow. Um, who obviously there, again, um, Craig went on to, to play for Liverpool. And, and shows had George's fan- pedigree as well in the fantastic, game. Fantastic uh, professional uh, Craig was as well. And I we were lucky enough down the track to meet Craig. He came for a week back home and trained with us for a week and it was it was a great experience you know just to see an australian that that made it made it he made it you know anyway so i'll just uh part of uh george's training um uh, that friday morning we had a workout it was hard and sharp to make us think quick as in a game at the end of the session to finish off we played throw head catch and george carried around with him a wooden bat and he used it if you cheated or, or came last in an activity. It was just his way of dis- discipline. So in that game, George said, don't touch the ball with your foot because it, it's, you know, it's just part of, um, what, what would I say, uh, a rule. Yep. Okay. So anyway, what happens? Without me thinking, I've, I've gone and touched the ball with my foot. Well, <laughs> I... I it says he, um, I controlled it with my foot. George saw me and told me to come over to, to him. <laughs> then he then he hit me with this bat. It w- wasn't hard. No, no, no. But, you know, I said, oh, geez, it made a blister. But, you know, I was only joking. Anyway, uh, I said to George, I'll have a book down there next time. <laughs> uh, just in, in fun, you in know. Just, yeah. But uh, that was obviously one, one memory that I, I remember, mate. And... Uh, and so the boys must have, you know, you'd been with them four to six weeks, settled in. Um, this trip must have been enormous for all of you then. Well, it was for six... We were 16, Travis, you know. And see, back in the UK, back then in the 80s, obviously Craig 
was just evolving. But um, overseas players weren't recognised, yeah. you know, and especially in Australia. They, it's, it's they, hard to get through. They really didn't think that we knew anything about football. And lo and behold, here we are, you know, basically like in a professional yeah. um, situation with AIS training twice a day. But um, anyway, uh, we played against some... Our first uh, team we played against was Sunderland. Okay. And it was a mixture of um, uh, youth and A-grade. Okay. So A-grade, you like it. Reserves, reserves. Right? Yep. Anyway, we got beat 3-1 in that game. But the first half, I, even I can remember, we were on top of them, you know, and we, we were competing. Against and these, so it must have these been lads good, were professional. Must have been a good feeling for for yourself and the and the and the AAS guys. Absolutely, and see, we didn't have our full team either, uh, because at that time we had a couple of players that were playing international, so we had yep. to get um, a couple of players in. One of them was Ray Juna, and um, he ended up being a, uh, a coach of AIS uh, a few years back now. But he was married to a, a famous athlete, Walker, and I can't remember her name. So, But anyway, uh, he stayed in Canberra. And he's now, um, his business is uh, coaching. Um, he's got his own coaching clinics. clinics. So he stayed stayed down there afterwards. So he did well against the yeah, Sunderland, so Sunderland Reserve mixed youth team. Yep. Uh, so that was our first sort of taste of, of playing um, and then um, I we had a weekend we had a couple of days off if people were from there which I was yep. Jimmy let us go see our, some family so it was good I went to see my, my auntie in Nottingham and then then we came back uh, we played against teams uh, our next one was Darlington yep. uh, but we were training at Darlington ground with and they were fourth division, but yep. um, we were playing alongside the the professionals. You know, we were doing our sessions, but they were doing we're watching them. You know, so we're experiencing their side of of professionalism. And uh, anyway, we played again. We actually had uh, a win against Darlington under nineteens. We beat them one nil, and um, yeah, so that was we we are competing. Obviously, it was a, a lower yeah, division, a but tier, we're but still, still nonetheless. Yeah, so it, it was good for us as well. Um, so we played against uh, Sunderland. We played against Darlington twice. We we won one and we drew. We played against Newcastle under twenty threes. They won the Northern Division that year, and um, we had a three all draw with that oh, wow. that that team. So you know, we had. Um, good result on the pitch, yeah, and learning off. That's it. right. So, and we were, we were, we met some amazing um, professionals. I remember uh, at, when we last three days in London, we played against Chelsea under 19s. Now we had to get ferried to the to the, their grounds. Their grounds magnificent, right? So we had a tour there. Stanford, yeah, Bridge, yeah. It was allowed on the field, but <laughs> <laughs> it's a religion. But uh, we were lucky to go in, and uh, there was a lot of the professionals getting treatment. Okay. 
Um, I can't remember the players now. I've, I've got it written down yeah, in my yeah. diary, but we met we met them. You know, it was it was it was just fantastic. And the manager, uh, Neil. Oh, I can't remember his last name, but I ended up with Jimmy Shoulder and another, I think Ray and myself, was in his car getting ferried to um, their grounds because yep. it's separate. And they have their grounds and they're like a, a um, it's it's like headquarters where they, they eat. They train, train eat, eat, get changed, all that sort of seeing stuff. Seeing this kind of, it, mate, the 16, you, you're actually uh, seeing this and, and being... Part it's of just it, a no, great experience in that sense. We, we played against the uh, under-23s. We got beat four. It was a windy day. We got beat 4-1, but it wasn't the result. You know, results yeah, yeah. fine, but to have that experience, mate, it, and I, I couldn't imagine who I was actually playing against because you just don't know yeah, yeah. Where, how they've evolved over That's the years right. if, if they've become, you know, famous they players went. or not. But um, that was our, our last game, and then... We went to see. We were invited to to the ground to watch their uh, their game, and we had um, a special sort of area. Area, it? all heated seats, too, mate. It's phenomenal ground. But um, they they were like the club itself. They warmed, you know. They made us feel welcome. Uh, and this is Chelsea, you yeah, know. Exactly. Uh, so. Yeah, it was a fantastic experience. And do you think it helped having Jimmy there that obviously had connections and a network? Yes. And, um, and George Worrell too. Uh, he had connections as well. So we we were lucky to have them, uh, what would I say, experiences because of this. Yeah, definitely. Because of Jimmy's position and, and George. So that, I, like so I say... So that was out of the AAS, you know, that was a real... Yeah. Highlight, to, highlight for me, and only after four to six weeks. Four to six weeks, and and I'm just glad <laughs> I've documented because I've this diary. Uh, I can, you know, just helps you sort of I can put you back, back in that yeah, and that space and that time. And, and we 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 had four weeks there, but it was probably the best four weeks of my life at that time. You know, so I'm just glad that I've documented it. Yeah, definitely, and I can refer to that. it is here where we'll stop in part one of episode 26. Please download part two of episode 26 as Anthony continues to retell his soccer journey. As always, thank you for listening and downloading. I'm your host Travis. Goodbye for now.